This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. With the first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Tuesday. Coming up about 20 minutes, Ian McMillan will join us for BetSided. Uh, always excited to talk to Ian, who um, always has great opinions on all sports. We've talked about it during the football season. We'll have him on coming up in about 20 minutes. Right now, though, we're going to dive into the NFL draft and how we would bet this before the combine. Things are going to change this week. Rumors are going to be out there. Players are going to run. There's going to be opinions on players changing. Right now, where's the value on betting the NFL draft? We'll hit that here. Hoops are happening. College basketball's biggest stage is right around the corner on Prop Swap. Now is the time to find those Cinderellas while the odds are high. So get to your sportsbook, buy a handful of tickets, and list them on Prop Swap. Dark horses happen every year. So download the free Prop Swap app today. Prop Swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. There's a lot of different ways we could do this and kind of dive into it. Joe, what's interesting is I feel like in most years, you kind of have a feeling of, okay, team at the top has no quarterback. That's why they're at the top of the draft. And we could probably guess our way through who's going to be the number one overall pick. Last year, there was no drama. We knew it was Trevor Lawrence. This year, I have no idea. I mean, Evan yeah. Neal has kind of become the guy you keep seeing atop of, mo- atop of mock drafts. But that could change. I don't think the Jaguars are locked into anything at this point. They obviously have their quarterback from last year. And yet... There's not one team and it's not one quarterback that someone might jump up and say, we want the number one pick from Jacksonville so we could just put a quarterback at one. I don't know who the number one overall pick is going to be. I do know that Evan Neal has become the favorite. You can find him um, as the favorite now to be the number one overall pick, the offensive tackle from Alabama, but that could change. Well, that's it, right? I mean, that's one thing we do know, that if Jacksonville holds on to it, that it's not going to be a quarterback. And then in most years, you would say, okay, well, they're going to trade out of that. Well, it's not a great quarterback draft. So that's why we've seen uh, some movement. I mean, it is – we're just now into – as the calendar flips to March, um, how many different players have you heard real steam on to go number one? Like that. Isn't the number already been three or four different players at this early juncture before we even get to the combine coming up this week? And what I do love now is it's not only number one overall, and it's not only going to be number one for each position, the first uh, player taken, but just this week at the combine, you can bet on a specific player at a certain position to have the fastest 40 time. And there's value that way. And then you can bet on all of these drills. Will there be a, a record? 
broken with the 40-yard dash, 60-yard shuttle, broad jump, bench press, three-cone trail, vertical jump. That's interesting in how they came up with the numbers because we can easily look up what the record is for each of those drills, but how they decided to set the over-under. And we have no sample size uh, on, on all of these players that are going to be doing said drills. So is it a guessing game? Are you just shopping around and kind of playing the differences? Uh, interesting how betters are going to handle the, the combine stuff because you know people are going to bet it. Yeah, it is interesting, Aaron. I think the other thing that makes it, you know, hard to predict when it comes to, you know, the draft and the number one pick is you look at a team like the Jags, they have so many holes. They could go in any direction. It's right. not like, boom, we got a need here. Boom, best player available. It's not super obvious. Like something could surprise you potentially, or it could be someone, you know, that like an Evan Neal that is, you know, expected to go number one, but it's, I think the Jags had the six fewest sacks um, this past season, but I mean, they could go in any direction because they need a lot of help. They do. Um, I wouldn't bet Evan Neal at minus money right now. I, I just, I, I think the value's lost. Like, no. A few months ago, you could have found him at, at plus money. I mean, it's it shifted. Uh, one of our, our friends of the show, Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus, I've, I've noticed he's kind of been tracking this over the um, the weeks and months. Like, you, you go back to November, December, Evan Neal wasn't even on the radar to be the number one overall pick. I don't know what changed. I don't know if it was the, you know, hiring of Doug Peterson, the fact they kept the front office a little bit intact. I don't, I don't know what changed. But now it becomes Evan Neal. If I was to look to bet right now and look for value, Hutchinson at plus 275 you could find. I, I still think there's a chance he becomes the number one overall pick. Like, if it's usually if it's not a quarterback, it's a pass rusher. When was the last time an offensive lineman went one? Was it back in Eric Fisher's draft in 13? It it doesn't happen. Lately, it feels like it's been pass rusher or quarterback. Well, you know Doug Peterson well. If he has a strong influence on the draft, what direction do you think he would go? Offense. He's an offensive guy. Um, he'd want to protect, to protect Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he had Jason Peters in Philadelphia. He had Lane Johnson in Philadelphia. He had a great tackle combination. If you go back in the last decade, it's either been quarterback or pass rusher outside of one year, and that was 2013 Eric Fisher. Mm -hmm. Really, if you go back to 98, Joe, pass it's only – Pass rusher quarterback, yeah. Pass rusher quarterback, and then the two exceptions are Jake Long in 08, Eric Fisher in, in uh Was he more of a need or draft best player of available guy? Well, see, like, Doug didn't he, really have any say. He didn't have any say. Like, yeah. he wasn't a guy that had say in personnel. They didn't give him any. But if he if he does now, I think he'd lean to offense. Mm -hmm. It felt like um, during the college season, the chatter was, oh, it's going to be Thibodeau. If a team gets number one pick and right. they don't need a quarterback, it's going to be Thibodeau. Obviously, Neil gets a steam now. And then Hutchinson went on his crazy run at the end of the Big Ten regular season. And then people talked about him going number one overall. Interested in uh, Mel Kuyper's mock that he released this morning? Sure, whatever. We're going to get like 20 of them, right, by the time we get to the draft? Is this 2.0? Uh, I don't know Mel what 2.0. Why Mel do, my question, why do they always end in point oh? Like, why, why can't it be 2, 3, 4, 5, 6? Why does it have to be 7.0? Can anybody explain that? I don't know. 
<laughs> I've always wondered that. Every time I see, okay, here's my mock 7.0. Hey, look, I projected the bear. I got the second rounder right. Well, you picked seven different people in your, your seven mocks. You had a pretty good chance. And you know what? Does it make it are. sound more academic? By the way, do you have his mock up right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he went with this morning, Jacksonville, Iquanu. Icky, they call him Icky. Yes. I, I know I'm pronouncing it wrong, but the the NC State tackle. And, you could find six to one on him to be the number one overall pick. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like Kuiper has been the most accurate guy over the years. So I would. it's just worth noting. And he does have some connections around the league. He wouldn't go with that unless he's hearing that from some people. But it, it's strange because, yeah, you do have Detroit number two, and they do need a quarterback. But is there a quarterback worthy of taking one there? Houston, they need a quarterback. Is there right. a quarterback worthy of going number three overall? Or or do you just figure out, let, let's go with the uh, the higher floor pass rusher or pass blocker? And it, it seems like that's the consensus very early on in the process, what these teams are going to do at the very top. Well, let me throw this at you. You mentioned um, maybe a lack of quarterbacks that are, that are worth those kind of picks. So the first quarterback off the board in Mel Kuyper's 2.0 makes it sound more <laughs> academic. 2.0 is is Kenny Pickett from Pitt. Yeah. What do you think about that? Because right now, um, you could find Kenny Pickett at plus 175 to be the first quarterback off the board. You could find Malik Willis at two to one. Uh, it drops down to Matt Corral of five to one. I mean, I, I think we're we're trending towards it's Willis or it's Pickett at the first quarterback. Uh -huh. And it, it's a it is interesting is that they fit into two different boxes. Kenny Pickett, Aaron, is the safer guy, right? Like, that feels like Kirk Cousins kind of thing, right? Like, he's probably going to be a solid NFL quarterback. Malik Willis, there's more boom or bust there, where it's like, I've seen him comp to Jalen Hurts with a better arm. So, like, there's it's interesting. But he also played in a small conference. He wasn't great. I think Pickett's the first quarterback off the board. But someone could mm. fall in love with Willis's upside. I feel like I'm hearing more and more Willis is going to be the, the first quarterback off the board. It's, it That's could go a swing. Way. That's a big swing. And I would respect that. And I do think some team will – isn't Willis the guy that you could see a team trading up for? Maybe pick it if they fall to him, but they would move up for Willis? The yeah. thing that Willis is coming from Liberty, shout out to Liberty. We've got our baseball futures. That's right. Oh, um, wow. Big Liberty the show here. <laughs> the, uh, the level <laughs> of competition, but I think he could have a bigger upside. It might take him a little more to get adjusted to the NFL, but it is intriguing, the Malik mm -hmm. Willis going first off the board in terms of a quarterback. How many quarterbacks are going to go in the first round? Kuiper has three. The the one that we have not addressed. He's got Corral slipping in late. God. Yeah. Really? It's so, always more than we expect, even in a right, down year. Um, I also think there's always that possibility that a team at the bottom of the first round trades out of it and someone trades into it. Because you, you get a exactly. fifth year on the quarterback, right? The first round picks have five years in their contract, so you get an extra year. That's what the Ravens did. The Eagles won the Super Bowl, uh, and then they had the last pick in the draft, and they traded out of that pick, gave it to Baltimore, and they drafted Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar would be a free agent right now if if they just waited to the second round to take him. So there's a big advantage there. Three feels about right. Pickett, Willis, and somebody else. I don't know who it is. Is it Corral, Desmond Ritter? I don't know. 
Yeah, so you, we'll probably see a flurry of quarterback movement end of the first, early in the second. The last time only two quarterbacks went in the first round was 2015, one and two, is Jamison Mariota. And then, <laughs> and then you see why, because the rest of the class was, was trash. It was mm-hmm. Garrett Grayson in the third, Sean Mannion, Bryce Petty, Brett Hundley, and Trevor Simeon. You saw why nobody else went. Um, let's see any other years. Okay. 2013 was, that was a terrible quarterback draft and only one guy went in the first round. And that, that was, was awful. EJ, EJ Manuel and Geno Smith was the only guy to go in the second and Mike Glennon, the only guy to go in the third. What a bad quarterback. Class. <laughs> Who would have thought you'd be hearing the name EJ Manuel today? Seriously. Not me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, there are years when none of them are good. You know, that's going to be part of the chatter this year is are we just going to be in a situation where we're not going to have any good quarterbacks? Will you guys be doing any betting on the 2022 combine in some form or fashion? Not the draft, but the actual combine. I got to be honest. I was thinking I might pass. but Yeah, I, there's so I, much to bet on. I just I don't know if I'm going to be all in on it with NBA college. Yeah, yeah. futures wise, the, the draft looking ahead, uh, maybe taking the combine results and jumping on some players that could that always happens. But so if there's one I was going to do, I was listening, actually listening this morning to Kuiper and McShay's podcast, their like draft podcast they do. And yeah. Kuiper was like, you know, how he like locks onto these players he loves. He just like and won't stop talking about them. Ta, ta, ta. Yes, yes. He was mentioning I'm make sure I have his name. Calvin Austin, the third. Um, and he thinks uh, he said he'd be shocked if he doesn't run at least a four three. He's plus three fifty to have the fastest combine. Now I don't know if he's actually faster than these other guys. I just know you know uh, Kuiper loves him, so he's plus three fifty to run the fastest forty. He's plus one fifty to have the fastest of all wide receivers. So might I take that nugget from Kuiper and throw it on Calvin Austin? I might. Uh, you know what? Be okay. Like I, I was first inclined to say with Aaron, no, I'm probably not going to bet it because we're guessing on the over unders for the fastest 40 yard or shuttle stuff like that. That doesn't sound as thrilling as my guys in the blocks. Here mm-hmm. we go. Can we beat this guy? Right? Like that's fun. When you got Thibodeau against uh, Hutchinson, like. I think you can bet on stuff like that or the like you said the fastest receiver and you get a payout of plus 350 and like your sweat is just a few seconds that's what she said and <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun to bet on though <laughs> you know what else i lied the rich eyes and 40 time the rich eyes and 40 time actually intrigued me i just oh that bet's available his fastest 40 was 5.94 in 2016, and I think it was last year he ran 5.98. Um, what was it? 6.30 um, uh, on, like, Bavada or something like that. Over. Do you think middle-aged men get faster and in better shape as they get older? Give the people know, what they want. A Ravel versus Eisen 40 time. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> yes. I love it. It's a, but with TV guys, they have to stay in shape. I want to see Scott Hansen run the 40. <laughs> probably run it pretty fast. 
I mean, he stands for like. He's got to run fast to go to the bathroom during the show. No, no, he doesn't go to the bathroom. Would he be topless, though, is the thing. Would Scott Hansen be topless for the 40 time? Like, remember, because the Antonio Brown reference when he kept saying he's topless, he's topless. That was supposed to be a callback. You still love Scott Hansen. I think we've all turned on him, have we not? Poor guy. I still like Scott. I mean, he, I spent so much time with him on Sundays. Right. Scott, too much. you got to get me to the Jets and Jaguars when there's a, you know, when there's the hook is on the line at the end of the game. Scott, you better his job. Yeah. yeah, we're trying to motivate him to step up. It's honestly more yeah, of a producer he, thing, but whatever. Yeah, do you think he knows he's, he's upsetting some people or he's just doing his job? Like, someone's got to oh. tell him, like, hey, we got to go here. He looks at his timeline. Sure Are knows. you kidding me? Yeah. 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 You think he checks his mentions, Scott Hansen? Hundred percent. That's the guarantee. That's a lock because right after the broadcast, after it fades to black, right, and you've got the music going with the horns and everything. If you look on Twitter, you see him replying to people. Right That's after. Bad. bad idea, Scott. Don't check That's those bad. mentions. Yeah. Not not, Shut it not down. how you do it. Take it Ian from Mc- Joe G. Those, That's those right. nuts in Philly. Just ignore him. Ian McMillan, he checks his matches. He's a senior editor of BetSide, and he joins us next right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.